right, people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, welcome back to the Shape the Great podcast. I got my boy Now here. You know, Now, Now Hendricks in the building, Aaron Lair podcast in the building. Yes, sir. Um, this is the finale, man. How you feeling, man? It's the finale of the series. It, it feels like we just started this, like. No. Um, you know, sad, man. We're, of course, going to collab again, probably eventually. Um, just, you know, I don't know what the sports talk is going to be like after that. Because, I mean, the GOAT talk is getting kind of boring to me anyway. But yeah. I don't know what we're going to talk about sports-wise after this. So. Yeah. Um, besides, like, because they're going to put the NBA draft off because the NBA draft lottery was pushed back. Um, mm-hmm. The last thing I've heard was NFL – uh, is allowing players to go into their facilities now, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, Christmas came early for us with the Jordan documentary, and and now we're left with nothing. Yeah, like, I think I saw them the conference finals with NBA would have started this week. So yeah. we were getting near the dry spot of sports, you know, June, July, that's where it starts to die off, where football starts up again. So it's really going to be rough on here. Yeah, it's really gonna be rough though. But uh, how'd you how'd you finish off school, bro? I mean, I know we all getting off school. Ah, um, I was happy, blessed enough to get a four point again this semester. Ooh, hey, I expect nothing less. Congrats. Me, um, four point you know, with no PE, then after passing the classes, straight up ace. Straight up. Um, finally got to register, you know, for my senior classes. So. Okay. Sweet. So we're set for next year, and senior season is upon us. Yes, sir, Brody. Let's get it. Yeah, man. I finished school pretty strong. Actually, I was pleased with my grades. I, I got like a two point four, I think, four something because I had A minuses. And what my school does, they don't. If you get an A, if you get a minus next to your letter grade, they don't give you that four. I mean, that full uh, cumulative point, and it's I, I hate that. But I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I feel it. Yeah, so we're going to talk about episode nine first. Mm-hmm. Pretty much a recap of the what the the fifth championship actually in '97, yeah. and then of course ultimately the sixth uh, championship, which uh, completed the Bulls' run uh, in '97. Just like you know, the sixth one, the Bulls beat the Jazz four to two. Mm-mm. And this series, this series was much tighter than, I mean, yeah, it was it was much tighter. Like all these games were crazy. Actually, no, there was one game, there was one or two games, but like most of these games were super close. Um, this was the series when Jordan had the flu game, which was you know food poisonous. Um, I didn't even know that. Ser- I didn't even know that story though. I didn't know he had some bad pizza. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, Utah set them up. They definitely set them up. They definitely set them up. Um, but I mean, this 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 series was just crazy. Who who hit who hit the big shot in this series though? Um, Mike in game one hit a game winner as they showed. Okay. Again, of over Byron Russell, uh, a little pull up midi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, huh? I'm glad you brought this up because these point guards Mike have these sharp shooting point guards are. Saving, saving championships. Saving out here. Cause all I know, like Mike told him, you know, Steve, be ready. I'm gonna hit you. Good. Okay. Great. Great teamwork, Mike. Yeah, I'll, I'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> he was hype. 
And you feel me? Mike Joe hit him, free throw jump real good. Bulls on the chip. Um, you know, Steve Kerr being the funny guy he is, you know, at the um, at the parade, you know, he was like, you know, still you to play it for me, really. And um, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I mean, hey, hey Steve, get your get your clap while you can. You know, get your clap while you can. <laughs> and, and Steve was kind of a headline of this uh, this ninth episode because I, you know, I didn't know, and I know you didn't know either that uh, his his father was murdered. Um, yeah, like brutally um, shot, and they they lived uh, in California. Yeah, but he lives in Cali, but I think his dad was the president of a university in the Middle East. I don't know what country. So I'm not okay, sure. so he went, yeah, he was in the Middle East. He didn't, but he, he was a professor at UCLA. I think that's yeah. what he said at first. Okay, so I thought I thought it was still there, but okay. It was a militia that, that murdered him, which is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. bro. Wow. Um, I, I, like, I can't imagine. You know, I just got done talking to my dad, man. I can't imagine getting a call in my dorm. And Steve Kerr was in his senior year of college. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, he was just in college, period. You know, you just you just get that call, bro. Um, you, you get that call, and it's just bad news. Yeah, I found it. I always found it interesting that, like, it wasn't his mom who called him. He said it was, like, somebody in family. Yeah, it was his mom. family friend. Yeah, family friend. I don't know. Shoot, I mean, I don't know if his wife just couldn't, you know, come to terms with it because she hadn't seen him yet, mm-hmm. or she knew that Steve was playing basketball still at the time, so she didn't want him to, you know, she didn't want to distract him because the next day he had to go to practice. And uh, crazy because my I I played I played with a, a guy and you you know who this is uh, Jake Getz. Um, mm-hmm. is one of my. A childhood uh, hoop friends, man. He's a good dude, and his father actually passed um, ninth grade year in the middle of the basketball season. I, I really liked his dad. His dad really liked my game as well, and he just got sucked into the game even more after that. And it's just, it's so, it's crazy how guys can just act like it's nothing. But you know, guys, you know, we don't really know what's going on, but people take things in different ways. So I just really like that part that they gave about Steve Kerr, because you would have never knew. Steve Kerr's yeah. always mellow and, and calm and humble is just crazy. Yeah, you just you just never know people's like uh background stories. Yeah. Some inside the uh last dot gave us on like all the prominent figures on the Bulls team. Like right. they gave you their life story all the ten episodes along with how they won the titles, which was great. Yeah. No, for sure. So that ninety seven that 96-97 season ended up with a, a Bulls chip and Michael won another finals MVP. Mm-hmm. The following year in 98, which we touched on a little bit last episode, um, was, you know, pretty much the same type of series besides one game. And, you know, in the doc, they kind of they kind of tried to run through it real quick. And I'm just like, oh, oh, oh chill. I need to see. I, I just need to see the in-depth film for that game. I need to see the full game. There's, bro, you're telling me all these games, all of them. Actually, this 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 series was way closer. This series was even way, like, the last series was close. Mm-hmm. I think the Bulls won by 11. That was the, the highest, um, the highest spread. Mm-hmm. But all these games, 83, 81, 87, 86, 82, 86, 85, 88, 93, 88. And then, 
these dudes just come out and score, they just decide, I mean, we're just going to score 54 points. I could see if they would have got pieced like 20 the next game, or like they got pieced like 11 before, and it's like, okay, they lost there. But these games, bro, these games are too close to be scoring 54 points. Yes. Um, first of all, that's like a, that's like the record, finals record, but like lowest points scored. Yeah. Which is crazy. Also, I think it's just like wild, like, I need to watch the full game. I need to see like, the Bulls just come out the gate, like they was up like 20 to four, and there was a game that I was like, was it like somewhat close? Like, but they show, they had like 31 and a half. So they only scored 23 more points in the second half. And, oh my God. Oh, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one reason. I mean, they had 26 turnovers as a, as a every, Look, bro. Almost everybody got a piece of these Apple turnovers, bro. Everybody on the team. What he said, bro. One person didn't get a turnover on this squad, bro. Good lord, that's crazy. Twenty six points. Yeah, now I'm. We're gonna touch on. I'm gonna tell you because you saw what I texted you last night about how I felt about the Jazz. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that after we talk about the full both series. We're gonna talk about. The Jazz. Yeah. Um. Mm-mm. Mike had a great series. Uh. This series, let me see his averages for this series. Uh, he averaged 33.5 points, and he pretty much carried them. This is the series that you can say, um, you know what I'm saying? I mean, most of them, you can say, you know, Mike led them, but he definitely had guys, uh, you know, helping him out and hitting big shots for mm-hmm. sure. But this is this was the series he made his own because this was the last series. Um, that he was going to run with the Bulls and everybody else was going to run with the Bulls. And this is this was a series that Scottie Pippen, uh, he was having back problems. He was fighting through stuff. Um, was this the series that Dennis Rodman went? Yeah, this, this is the WWE Rodman. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> He's a legend. Bro, this man, first of all, in, in, the, in the middle of this season, he asked for a vacation. He asked for a vacation to go to Vegas. We talked about this. This man, without telling anybody, I can't imagine an NBA player doing this. This man, without telling anybody, goes on WWE or, or WWF, whatever it was at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, I'm about to go wrestle with Hulk Hogan real quick. Yeah. You'd like... You gotta think like, like, how did that like just run through your train of thought? I mean, you talking about living life, bro. Like, you talking about living life. That dude did it all, bro. Like, like he's like the true definition of like, his off the court is off the court. Yeah. Because I just an adult, an adult. He came back and was snagging people, and they won with ease, bro. <laughs> but like, how did that run through your mind? Like, okay, we're in game. We're gonna go into game four of the finals. If we just won game three, I, I could go to practice or I could go to Michigan and <laughs> go hit somebody with a chair with Hulk Hogan. Like, how does that run through your mind as an elite NBA player? No, that that just doesn't happen. And he, he got fine, but like you said, as an NBA player, bro, like, mm, bro, it's mm-hmm. hard. The dude literally focused on one thing. I mean, he played great defense. But the dude just worried. He all he had to do was snag. All he had to do was get boards. Yeah, bro. But the funny, the funny quote he had in there, he was like, "Bro, I'm just, I'm just here to party, drink, and be with these girls, bro. That's all I'm here for, bro." I was like, "All I'm here for." That's a legend, bro. A legend. 
he's he's definitely a legend. Um, the running from the media part was funny too. Like you you do that, and then you like I'm not gonna talk to the media. I'm just gonna run to the bus. Like, like bro, Rodzilla, bro. Rodzilla. Rodzilla. He, bro. He he won at life. He's won. Yeah. But this is the iconic series, um, iconic picture, which I seen you tweeted yesterday. You said it's probably the top five um, best, you know, sports, you know, captures mm-hmm. of all time, which I feel like it is, uh, especially oh, at, you know, especially at Utah too. Mm-hmm. At Utah, just one dribble snatch, mm-hmm. midi, just, just it's just buckets, like it, it just touched nothing but the net and. Um, I mean that that ended their run, man. That really ended. Like, their run. If you put that shot in context, first of all, it would have been really it would have been really hard. He would have put it between the legs, and I'd have been really clean. Yeah, if he would have, you talking about like snatch from behind like this? Yeah, snatch like with the yeah. yeah. That would have been, been nice. But you know, Michael he had wiggle, but he ain't have no sauce. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he had the behind the back and the spins, but he ain't had no sauce for real. But like. If you put it into context, like I have like that poster in my room in college. That's why I can't wait to get my stuff and like, get my poster. But like, okay, first of all, I didn't know they was down by what, like four or five with like forty two seconds. No, it was six. I think was it six? It was. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was. It was like five or six. It was like five or six. And with like forty two seconds, right? Scotty's back. He's barely playing, bro. When I see Scotty score and he like crunched down running down the court. Yeah. I'm really like, oh, he's not Look, bro, I've had spasms. I, I feel like they were saying he was tight, but I feel like he was having spasms. Like, anytime you've been down, like, I've had spasms on the court. I came mm-hmm. out the game and never came back. Like, I could never play through spasms. I could never yeah. play So, I was like, bro, like, so if you think about it, let's say, let's say they lose. Yeah. Like, his back only going to get tighter. Yeah. So, he might not even play game seven. Yeah. So, okay, and you're down six with 42 seconds. So, you get the ball. Mike Little has he Tyron Russell move like bro he just I, he literally just went by him and I think he he almost ripped Michael but Michael's just yeah, he tapped his hands and he got them big like he's he I feel like he tapped the ball but he just he just laid it he just said bro I'm about to get this quick buck two for one All right then then Mike his mental his mental he always like he's always in the moment he's always present and as soon as Carmelo get the post up. Before he could even turn to like see that Mike's man is open. Through and he didn't go through all the way. Bro, before you can even see Mike's man is open, cause I mean, it's smart by Mike, cause you can't see in the corner if you're facing. Yeah, you can't see. So before he even tried to turn, give me that call, we're out. Excuse me, coming down the court. Mm. Then Phil, I mean, Phil, is, it's, it's an obvious call. Michael Jordan the ball in his hands. It's no reason to call anything. You know, run no play for that. No, it's no point. So then just, Sitting there waiting and then just snackies, come here. Easy middies. Easy me with the gooseneck too, which is clean. Gooseneck. Yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah. The Hell crowd yeah. just was just like, oh my god. They know they know what time it was. That's they, the thing. That's how you know Mike had the psyche with people. Like even the fans knew like he got open shots over. Bro, that final that shot by the Jazz was awful too, but I will say that. Yeah, it, it didn't even look like a play. What was it? Uh, he came off the screen. John Stockton just yucked it. I it up there. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I guess did they run the same play? That no. I mean, it, was, it wasn't inbounded on the same side. But I know to get to the finals, uh, they had to be Houston, and he hit like that. 
that pull up three, but mm-hmm. just it was sloppy. But getting to the end of the '98 championship, um, after that, it was pretty much the dynasty was over. And now people people love to talk about you know you know Jordan leaving and you know, Jerry Krause. You know what I'm saying? Um, already talking to the media and opening his mouth about the media. I mean, opening his mouth about Phil Jackson to the media and saying he's not going to come back. And it's just all these things going on. At the same time, winning is crazy. Mm. But who do you think ended this this dynasty? Like, honestly, who do you think ended this dynasty? Um, I also mean, I'm going to put it on the front office. I'm going to put it on the owner. I'm going to put on Ryan Storff and Jay Cross. Okay. For the, for the simple fact that there's no there's no other example of we just won our fifth title. There's literally no reason for you to say anything about getting rid of the team. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all can, like, together as a unit, like, okay, we're kind of getting kind of old. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're going to be like, because there's always, like, I mean, it's smart to break it up before you lose. You feel me? Yeah. That's smart. Okay. I'd rather us lose on top than lose in the semifinal to the Knicks next year or something like that. You know what I mean? But you don't say that to the media. You like bring that. You might even tell Phil that. Like, Phil, we're going to let y'all run through until like we see like y'all really can't no more. Okay. You don't go to the media and say, we're going to break them up after this year no matter what. I don't care. You don't say that. In the front, you just think about that. You think, because, like, general random owner ideas, look for the Bulls the next 10 years, not just right now. Right. That's the job. But, like, feeling them, let them let them rock. So just playing that idea in their head, I think I think the thing is, like, even if you try to blame it on anybody else, you put that idea in their head that, like, this is their last season. He did. So, like, Mike and them, even, like, even because Mike always said, like, he was tired to that run. Yada, yada yada, but like that whole season, he wouldn't have been answering questions about that, cause that probably added to it. Every day, it's gonna be your last game. It's gonna be your last game in the city. He's probably just tired of that. If you don't put that in his head, he's just out there hooping again. Like they just right. out there hooping and just keep building. So just them putting the idea of it being the last run, I think it's when Ryan Storff, the owner, and Jerry Krause, the GM. Okay, um, I'm going to take it a, a little bit differently, um, and Michael. So Jerry Krause, you know what I'm saying, he was ultimately uh, the one who put all the puzzle pieces together. Um, he's the one who brought all these complimentary pieces to Michael and it was just like, they were so perfect. Like he got Scottie Pippen, his his Robin. Um, then you then you get the, the Tony Ku coaches, uh, the complimentary big men who just simply rebound and scream and um, just simply do their job. And then you get the shooters, the Steve Kerr's, the John Paxson's who can hit big shots. And and then, and then you know, towards the end, you know, you get the Dennis Rodman's who just do all the dirty work for you. So it was crazy just how he got everything that he needed. And I feel like Jerry Krause was really, you know, he, he took, you know, most of the credit for that. I mean, literally most of the credit. Cause like now guys, you can say guys can take credit for it because you can talk to guys. You can be like, oh, yeah, bro, come here. I'm going to contact you. You come here. But I, back then, I don't think it was like that. I honestly right. don't think guys were communicating and be like, bro, come here. It was a lot of loyalty back then. Guys weren't trying to play on the same team. They weren't, you know, buddy, buddy off the court. They would speak to each other. 
um, hang out probably, but it wasn't like that how it is now. And I, I feel as though through the years, Jerry Krause, he was boiling. He was boiling. And I feel like the guys who was boiling him was Scotty, Jordan, and Phil. And I don't think Phil really did anything to Jerry at all. Cause we know, we knew, you know, we know Phil was very calm and silent and um, peaceful. That's just how I know. But he didn't do anything to stop Scotty from cussing him out. He didn't do anything to, to stop Michael from being smart or or even, from, you know, Michael from, from leaving. I feel like that, that first year, Jerry, you know, that first year, um, I mean, after that first three pit, I feel like Jerry felt like Michael betrayed him because it's like if any guy leaves his team, uh, if Le- like just speaking now, like if LeBron leaves his team after, if, if he leaves Miami after going, after three-peating, people are gonna let him have it. Nobody let Jordan have it, bro. And it's like, people people think, people just, they they, they, they cut that out, bro. It's, it's just no, no, you know, they don't put nothing on his resume about him leaving. I feel like that was a weak move because I feel as though everybody else goes through adversity. Everybody else goes through problems, bro. Like he wasn't the only one. Now Jordan was the only guy who was being smothered by the media as much, but that's what that's what it comes with, bro. When 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 you're the greatest in the game. So I feel like Jerry, man, man, Jerry was hurt by the first time he left, and I just felt like Jerry was boiling over the years, over the years, over the years. So he finally said what he had to say. And don't get me wrong, he had an ego. He definitely had an ego, but mm-hmm. he had an ego. But the dude put a great dynasty together he put a great dynasty together and to me i just feel like over the years uh the three people who played the biggest part in breaking it up were jordan scotty and phil because phil chose not to come back scotty was also injured and he was mad about his contract that he signed Mm -hmm. you know jordan ultimately leaving the first year and the second um also throwing in some some name calling and shots at jerry uh but that that's just that's just how I feel. Nah, let me ask you this on that point. Cause Phil got offered another year from the owner himself. Right. Yeah, from the owner, yeah. So do you would you say them three, would you put it on Phil the most for the simple fact that it feels like if Phil would have came back, we know Mike would have came back. I, I would I would put it on Phil the most and it's it's sad that you ha- I have to put it on Phil the most, but he's the coach. Right. And you know, me being a basketball player, um, you have leaders on your team, definitely, um, but the coach is the coach is your ultimate leader. Like that's you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. at the top, he calls the shots. You know what I'm saying you can communicate with your players, but Phil has to Phil has to get that under control. He has to talk to Scott. He has to talk to MJ um, about you know about deeper deeper things than you know coming for the GM because that's that's his boss you know what i'm saying they you know that's his boss and also if he would have came back that whole team would have came back most definitely would have came back so right i feel like you would probably have to put the most on phil for sure yeah because i feel like i have two things like one play like phil come back we know mike is coming back and if and mike can talk to scotty like okay, you're not getting paid but if scotty gonna miss out on a chance of going for a seventh ring with with the team's been with all this no is Dennis gonna Dennis can still rebound and do what he did like he wouldn't everybody else can come back and then secondly even like watching like stuff like all the smoke like with the older players from that like the 2090s they used to say like you can't talk to a GM like that like if you talk to a GM like that you liable to get off the team yeah 
So like the fact that Mike had the ability to do that and like you could say he even abused it to an extent. Definitely. He knew how a great player he was. He can just say anything to anybody. Anything. So, so I mean, yeah, I'll put it. I was I could see how you put it on them because yeah, because Phil, it's not like Phil left, took a break, then went to the Lakers. No, he went straight to the Lakers. We went straight to the Lakers, bro. Because he said in the dot that we needed to break, as in like the Bulls. Yeah, I thought it, I thought he said he too. I thought yeah, but like well. So I'm like I'm thinking he like that team needed a break, but in a sense, maybe he just didn't want to deal with that um, that relationship with Kraus anymore, which kind of cultivated over years, like it like boiled up, which it could have been prevented. Yeah, it, it, it definitely could have been, and, and and credit to all Phil too, like just because I feel like I. I want to put most of the blame on him. He, bro, he has a hard job. It, winning six championships, bro, and three in a row twice, bro, that's hard to do, bro. That's so hard to do. And Phil had to take grown men, bro, like grown guys with ego, the, the greatest player of all time, you know what I'm saying, who just don't think he can answer to anybody. He took them guys, man, and he made them believe, bro. So man, I definitely give credit to Phil Jackson, but. I think he played the biggest role in, in, in ending that dynasty for sure. That's just me. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. So now, but if Phil would have came back, mm-hmm. do you think they would have won a seventh title in '99? So this is '99, right? Yep. And that was the lockout season. So it's only 50 games played, which would have highly benefited the Bulls. Um, the team that won the title year was the Spurs. Yeah. That was Tim Duncan's first title. On it, the Twin Towers, him and David Robinson. Second year in, yeah. Yeah, but um, as I looked at it, the perimeter play would have been a major issue for the Spurs. Yeah. Like, they didn't, like, they didn't even have, like, a John Stockton type out there. Like, they had no big name out there on the perimeter. So, yeah. Johnson, who was a good point guard, but yes, but like, I mean, with the twin tower that it made it difficult for Mike and them to dominate the paint like they did, yes, but championship pedigree, some 30 something games off for that older team would have been yeah. that's 30 less games in their body. They would have probably been more energetic come the finals. Um, the team in the East that had to beat was the Knicks, where they already had beaten before that. Um, I mean, I would have been interested to see the Knicks with Spree Rail. Yeah, I, I would have loved to see that series just because, like, Latrell Spree Rail was just a straight bucket getter, bro. Like, yeah. he got straight buckets. That's all he did. That would have been interesting to see. But ultimately, I probably, I probably gave the Bulls a seven. Because last games, they'd have been refresher than ever, than ever before when their runs really that deep. Um, Nobody's, like, play dropped off significantly the next year if you look at stats. Um, I mean, Scotty averaged less when he went to Houston, but I mean, Houston also had Hakeem and Charles on the team, so he was third, third fiddle. He wasn't even second fiddle, really. Um, so yeah, I probably would give him the third. Now, we could talk about an eighth possibly, but I'm gonna let you feel what you think they would have won. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you on the seven for sure. Um, just playing. Just playing three seasons where you go to the last game of the season. I mean, it's not a game seven, but you go to the that that you know that end all be all finals. Uh, that's a lot of games, bro. And like we were talking about, Scotty back spasms, Michael, just mentally and physically 
drained, but you know what I'm saying? He's just he's just pushing through it. And that's bro, that's that's just a lot. And 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 back then, um, you know, especially with the technology, you know, that they didn't have compared to now, bro, it, it's it was tough to play games uh, you know, consecutively like that. And, and they was proud of playing eighty two. Yeah, and guys were they would play eighty plus. It eighty it would be eighty, you know what I'm saying? Unless you had a major injury, you were playing every time. So that's tough, man. I feel like that 50 game season would have definitely uh, been beneficial to them. They would have swept that Knicks team, or or, or they would have had it would have been good games. They would have swept them, or they would have got one, or the Knicks would have got one, and then Knicks I, were the AC. Yeah, the Knicks were the AC. Um, oh, okay, they were the AC. So they would have probably they would have probably played somebody else, but they would have swept them too, because um, the first seed that year was the Miami Heat with Tim Hardaway, um, and Longo Morning. Got some other guys in there, but um, they definitely would have got most of them guys out of there. But I feel like the game with them playing with the Spurs, I feel like it would have went to six or seven. Um, that might have been their first seven-game series just because there's nothing you can do with Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan came in the league dominating. And um, it might have been a worse matchup for, for Dennis uh, – compared to uh Carl Malone just because Tim's a little bit taller, he's a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. You know, he was shoot even though Carl was shooting over him, you know, they were about the same height. Dennis is probably about like six seven and a half. Carl's like six nine. Mm-hmm. Timmy's six eleven. Tim right? fresher legs. I mean I know he might not be faster than Carl, but just younger legs. Yeah, yeah. Tim Timmy Timmy could do it all, bro. Timmy Timmy was crazy, but they would have came out with it just because they have the greatest player and a good coach. Championship pedigree. Yeah. They would have had they would have had a good scheme for them, man. But uh, now the following year for their eighth, if they would have stayed, this is if they would have stayed, mm-hmm. they played the Lakers. <laughs> now, now, I thought I, this actually just hit me because you have to yeah. think about it. Okay, if they would have won a seventh, there's no way you because all the players on that roster, besides Mike, played like three or four more years. Yeah, and they pretty much had the same stats, really. So, if you know what you're telling me, they seven and zero. Which, if you're seven and zero, I'm not gonna lie to you. The goat talk gets very, very, very harder to talk about. Yeah, because like, even if, like Braun's talent wise, yes, but like seven and zero is seven and zero. Crazy, like seven and zero is seven. Six is crazy too. Don't get me wrong, six is crazy too. But Michael, if he's winning. As he's getting older against these young, nice teams. Like if he would have beat the Spurs, if he would have beat that that Spurs team, I don't it'd have been tough like, to even put LeBron close. That's what I'm saying. Like so it would have been tough. It would have been but, tough. Okay, so they come back. And this is one thing you get to think about though. Would the Lakers haven't even been there, cause they wouldn't have failed. Mm. So yeah, you still have the talent, but you don't have Phil. Mm. But let's just say they're there, but just Phil's on the Bulls bench. Okay. Now. Ooh, yeah. Okay, I can see how that just hits you. <laughs> just, I just thought about that. Dang, you know? that's crazy. See, like the the just picking off of here talent is telling me I'm still gonna pick Shaq and Kobe because like Laker Shaq is a different beast. Yeah. We saw in, the, in that finals, he his first final he averaged 38 and 16. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. That's crazy, bro. Um, Kobe was coming into his own. But like 
Phil Jackson is a is a thing, like a serious thing. <laughs> Dang, bro, they would have they would have yo they would have won their eighth. Damn here, like that's like now it's like just because you don't have Phil on the bench, uh-huh. it's, it's a toss up. I just thought about that, bro. That's crazy how you brought that to my attention. Because okay, like am I gonna give Mike the edge over Young Kobe? Yes. Yeah, Mike there. Absolutely. Now Shaq is is gonna be better than anybody Shaq else. Can kill anybody who gets near him. It's just that simple. Yeah, but like, and it's still it's still because Phil is really the one who brought championship pedigree to the Lakers. Right. He taught them how to win. Because they was um they had a close series with the um. Well, man, Trailblazers wouldn't have been a tough series because Scotty wasn't really there. But like the Kings or. They played the treble. That was the lob, the lob oh, to Shaq. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe the Blazers wouldn't have been that tough because Scotty wasn't there. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's oh yeah, just... they played them. The, they played them the next year with Scotty. Yeah. So like, it's like you could like without Phil on that Lakers team, it's really possible they could have won an eighth. That's it's, crazy. Um, I don't know. Mike would have been what thirty-seven, eight. I mean, I'm pretty sure Mike was still average twenty, high twenties. Yeah, he would have been. He probably would have been thirty-seven going on. But at, but at the on the other end though, it's not like it would have been ninety-nine with fifty games. It would have been a full eighty-two. Mm. And you still would have been a good series. That would have been a good. Still would have made out the East because the Pacers were good again in two thousand. Yeah. And the Knicks were still there and you had to make it out the East again. But that's a that would have been a toss up. That that would definitely be a toss up. That would be a seven that would be like a game seven close game, like or like somebody's down three two, somebody comes back, forces the set like it, it it's going to seven either way. Um damn, the the full eighty two games would kill the Bulls though. See, I, I think I might pick the, the Lakers for the simple fact. I think if you go to a four eighty two, you go you have to go to the East, and we know the Bulls are playing close games with the East because that's just what they did. Yeah. And then a seven game series with Shaq, I don't, I don't think. Shaq. I don't think you can go. I don't think you can go to eighty two, the East, and seven games with Shaq and Kobe. I don't think you can do it. I don't think you can do it. Because like me thinking, I'm, I. I'm thinking like, should I give the slight edge to the Bulls because they have Phil, they have mm-hmm. Mike. Um, of course, Scott is going down. Dennis is a good rebounder, but there's nothing he can do down low with Shaq. Um, Lakers, I think they have Robert Ory right now. They have, uh, they got they got Kobe. They got uh, I think they had Glenn. I'm gonna go look. I think they had Glenn Rice. They had Glenn Robinson. Glenn Robinson was a dog. Yeah. Oh, they, they, got some, they got some bucket getters on their side. And, you know, Kobe, regardless, he's going to put them up. I just Rich Fox, Stacey Green. I feel like if they didn't have Phil, if, I feel like if they didn't have Phil, Kobe would have put up slightly bigger numbers because uh, he would have, you know, he would have got to his little, his little cookies more. He would have got to his little chicken, his spots more. Um, because you know, in the in the system, Kobe wasn't you know the the go to guy when Phil was there until his until what 2001. You know that's when Kobe was really like that um, and, and solidified himself. But I may have to give it to the Lakers. I, I just don't think they could do anything with Shaq. 
if, if you try to let Shaq win the game, um, and he has a few shooters out there like Robert Ory, uh, Kobe's, Ty Lue's, Glenn Robinson, I feel like they would have won. Bro, I don't know. It's, it's a big toss-up, though. It's a big toss-up, though, because it's like, dang. If, if, if you try to let Shaq win the game, you it will be close because they're not hitting any threes. Nobody's hitting a lot of threes because Shaq, mm-hmm. most of the time, is not passing that ball out. He's dunking it. Yeah. But, like, the thing, the, thing, the thing also you think about is, like, the Bulls playing slow helps the Lakers. Like, yeah, the Lakers will be younger and want to run. But, like, they can be slow and just throw it to Shaq. Just throw it in the Shaq. You know what I'm saying? Literally. Like, that's they're fine with that. Or, like, also Shaq will be the first big who's, like, yeah, they would have played Tim Duncan the year before, but we know we know Timmy's not, like, the biggest scorer. You know what I'm saying? I mean, back then he was. Yeah, but, like, I'm saying he's not 38 and 16. Yeah, no, he's not. He he's never not back. 30, yeah, but he, he can get – yeah, he can get his – No, he can – no, I'm not saying he can't. I'm saying, like – Shaq's gonna make sure, like, Timmy's gonna swing it, and yeah, we're gonna rotate just, the ball. Who stopped him from getting those two more points? Because 40 and 18 would have been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> bro, like, no. that's crazy, bro. This man almost averaging. And this is this is 38 and 16 on, on Rick Smith, who's better than any of the ball centers. Yeah, Rick Smith is actually nice. He Rick Smith was average, averaging ten and four, but he's definitely better than the Bulls centers. And you're not putting Dennis on him, right? Dennis just too little, right? It's yeah. just, I don't know. But Phil not being on that sideline is a major factor. It 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 keeps them from because not like this is what I'm talking about. Context, context, context. Like we always want to be like, okay, this team wins against this team. Well. If you put up the 98 Spurs, I mean, uh, the 98 Bulls against the Warriors, then is, is Steve Kerr coaching them? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you like, you got to put a lot of things into context. Phil Jackson, who, which team is he going to coach for? The Lakers or the Bulls? Like, if you put up all Obviously, he can't coach for both. Can't coach for both teams. Nope, nope. That's right. That's the, that's the because, like, you saw, like, the Bulls, Warriors, were like, okay, like, if you do that, like let's say, let's just say Steve Kerr can be on the Bulls and coaching the Warriors. Well, Steve Kerr knows the Bulls inside and out. <laughs> so like that aids the Warriors. That probably aids them more than him being on the Bulls as a player. Yeah, literally, because I mean he only averaged five points that last. Yeah, so like you just have to put contacts in there. But like that really just hit me as we was like, if you keep going, and like if the Bulls keep winning, Phil's not leaving. Not leaving, bro. So he's not gonna be on the Lakers. So the Lakers have the talent to get out the West, but do they get out the West in the first place? A lot of questions. Thanks. Which you know didn't happen because Phil said, "I'm out of here. I'm going to LA regardless." Yeah, that's crazy. That mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to the next great ones, and I'm gonna lead them. Him and Steve Kerr had the best transitions from the uh, from the breakup. Yeah, for sure. Steve won with the Spurs. Phil went on to win five with the Lakers, and the Bulls have not been able to rebuild since. Sad. <laughs> Twenty-two years later, bro. When they when they said the Bulls went to a rebuild, they haven't got them since. Somebody, somebody, t- <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're still in there. <laughs> bro, like, 
that's just like because like I look remember that one day I looked at the Bulls record after that they was like in the teens for the next until D Rose yeah until D Rose and then they had a few good years and players they had Jalen Rose go there and um, and Jalen Rose go there I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. it's definitely some good players who went there but I just don't know no. the Bulls they have been irrelevant. And then the D-Roll era wasn't that long. Like he had like one good year. Yes. He had a good year. He had like two good years. Then he had the MVP season. Then he had a good year. And he came back, and it just trickled off. And it was like 2000. It was like 2000. When did he come in 2008. No, he yeah. Came in 2009, because he was in college. I think 2008. Mm-hmm. And lasted to like 2012. <sighs> That's just sad, bro. Both, like. He reminds me, and I didn't get to see Penny play, but he just, I know people wanted Penny to be so great, and I and everybody wanted D-Rose to be so great, and he only had like three, four good solid years, but hey, he on the come up now, so that's not, that's not, not you know, but the thing, the thing about Penny, which hurts, is that we could have got a chance to see Penny. Yeah. Cause what yeah, Penny yeah, actually we could have, because he would have been playing until like 05, 06. No, oh, because they went to the finals in what, 94? Mm-hmm. He was two years in? So, and you hit the prime of your career year 12, 13. That's like 05, 06. Like, we there. I'm seeing you. Shaq played to 2010. That's not like, I'm seeing Penny Hoop. Could you imagine us seeing a prime 6, 7 dude just, ugh. We'd have been out there like, Kobe's great. T-Max, cool. But you see the Penny guy? Do you see Penny? Penny guy at point. Like, come on, bro. We don't wild, bro. Yeah, but so that's that's if the what ifs. I mean, it's just crazy that if Phil Jackson would have stayed, they could have got a seventh, maybe an eighth. Um, seventh more likely than the eighth, but yes, for sure. But um, that's my overall take. I, I love this documentary mm-hmm. because uh, it's, it was like a history class for us millennials, and. Um, I never tried to discredit Jordan. I, I just, I never really knew um, a lot of things about Jordan. Um, of course, the player, uh, some, but definitely not the person that Jordan right. was. I kind of opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. Um, and the documentary, yeah, the documentary just shows some of that, man. And it, it, it was big. It was definitely a big eye-opener, man. And just some, some things I took from it was just that, that Jordan, if he says something, bro, he's going to back it up every time like I've never seen like a person who just he's like yeah we're gonna win game seven against the Pacers like and then they just win it's just like the dude had confidence he had swagger charisma I mean he had it all bro like he really had it all at that time and it's kind of hard for you to it's kind of hard for you to take anything away because anything that he wanted to do he achieved it Mm -hmm. that's simple that's what I really got from that doc man um, I took away two things. I took away one, the people who stand Jordan as the GOAT, yeah. I get I understand how I understand how and why you cake for him. Yeah. It's very I'm not saying it like it's very easy because his image, everything about his image is perfection. Like his resume is amazing. But he was the first to do this. He's the highest scoring player ever in regular season history, playoff history, like his resume speaks for itself, and I, under- I understand now why you you can cater him that hardly. I, I understand it now. Yeah. And secondly, 
Michael Jordan is like any other brother, any other black brother there is. Like he <laughs> he's just great at basketball. Like the way he talks, the way he like when he listens to music, he be just bob. He's like, like bro, like music used to be bobbing and just. Yeah. Tell him like, bro, he's like any other brother. He's just that that people up. It was good, man. How the family, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, how the family. You feel me? Like he see like, boy, that's his boy. He's, you know, he see, he see, he said to Larry, he's like crazy Larry. Yeah, you might throw out a little cuss words, but it's playful stuff. Like that's what, like that's what I'm saying. Like he's like any other brother. He's just he's just Michael Jordan, and I think I think we would have saw that. Like he was in the social media area, we would obviously saw that more. But it's just it's just fun to see, especially like on like old '90s footage. It's fun to see. Him just being in like any other brother, really. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, it was. It felt like if it, it, it went by so quick, I kind of mm. a couple more episodes. But. Oh, also, I do. I do like how he like um he developed relationships. Like he was he was open to developing relationships like anybody. Yeah. Like, he's like his security people was close to him, which I like. Which is I love that. Me. I love that. Yeah, like it wasn't like you had to be some famous guy to be cool Michael Jordan like if you were just loyal to him you was his guy yeah, like he said yeah. the security guy was with him when he broke his foot and all that like as long as you was loyal to him and you was around him like he was loyal to you you was loyal to him he was loyal to you and that was dope to see yeah that, that's pretty much it man the last dance documentary oh yeah I, that documentary was nice bro. it was definitely well executed sir now Okay. We're gonna get the songs of the day first, cause you know my guy, the king. <laughs> oh yeah, I have a song for you. The king, a- young future oh. Hendrix, aka the wizard, aka Pluto. Then drop the album for the streets. And you know, you know, there's been a lot of talk about my guy future falling off. You know, feel me. You know, I got on Twitter before I listened, you know, typically I, typically I don't do that, you know, because, you know, Twitter people be wilding. But the streets was loving it. Yeah. I said, I so, so everybody's loving it. Yeah. Cool. So I listened to it, right? You know, it's the straight run through. And I listened to it for the first time in a long time. It was like, you know, something that you listen to something like, okay, this is an instant banger. Like, wow, yeah. this is, I listened to it, I was like, this is good. But like, it wasn't like, oh my God, it's crazy. That's crazy, say right, and then I did the shuffle test. Oh my goodness, it's a banger! It's a banger. Bro, out of 21 songs, bro, it's probably like, like today I'm I'm on a track I'm working out. I'm like, okay, I look I listen to every song on here, but like you said, I do the shuffle test. The, the shuffle test. Why do I put on riding strikers? And I'm like, what? Oh. This is the best song on here. Then I go to the, then I go to Trillionaire. I'm like, oh, this song's crazy. Now I go to Harlem Shake, and it's just like, yo, whoa, 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 future, 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 chill, 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 bro. bro look, I hit, I hit shuffle. You did it with this album. I hit shuffle on the Spotify Xbox, right? They gonna put on first the first three songs. They gonna put on Trapped in the Sun. Mmm. Then, then they gonna go to Solid Tears. Yo, Solid Tears is crazy. And and people say that's the hottest song on there, but I I, I got I got some other hot songs on there. And then they put on all bad those first three. I'm like, yeah. All bad, oh with Uzi. Ah. Now I will say when I first heard Solid Tears, like I was playing 2K and like that like auto tune came through, I was like, whoa. Yeah, 
Travis was also uh, spitting in that too. I think my favorite song, I had to pick one. Her song might be, it might be now, my favorite song might be Hard to Choose. That beat is kind of crazy. Hard to choose? Yeah, hard to choose. Okay. I got it. See, that's it's crazy because I haven't listened to all these songs more than three times yet. So, like, once I get to... Because it was so many albums drop, like Polo G drop. Mm-hmm. Nav dropped. Um, yeah, Nav dropped, like, his deluxe. There's, like, two albums now. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah he dropped his deluxe, um, and then you know my boy that I said on a couple episodes a couple episodes ago, uh, Chef G, I didn't mm-hmm. know he had dropped his little album, man, and uh, so I just been shuffling all these, bro. But like Future, my favorite song on there, bro, is Accepting My Flaws, man, and it's so mm-hmm. deep, bro. Cause it's like, man, bro, my is out here, bro. Who's bro, talking? It's it's hard for a chick out here to accept your flaws, bro, but they. They want you to be perfect, bro. Like chicks, they have high standards now, bro. They really do, bro. But they don't want to accept the dude flaws, bro. But we gotta accept theirs. Um, mm. My man say, my man, he shout out L'Oreal. I said my man's in love. My man's in love. I said, ah, man, in love. That's all mm. he want. He future been wanting to be in love for the longest time. People's people's putting this stigma on him that he's a toxic dude, bro. And now you know Twitter. <laughs> Got him as like the toxic king, but it's like for real, dude. Been wanting to be in love for forever. Facts. Um, that's about that life is good remix verse. <laughs> that's like that's it's up there because that's one of his best. Because bro, he just kept going and going, and I'm like, oh, God, me, he just go crazy on that. Um, also, you know, like you said, Polo G drop. Every song in there is crazy. Every song. My favorite song in there is Chinatown. Chinatown is fire. I even like the um, the little remix to uh, Tupac song at the end, which is, he was he was yeah. going. Mm-hmm. I you put trial. You tweeted trials and tribulations too. Oh, trials. And... Yeah. Polo G, Polo G, for be as young as he is, bro. Like this dude tells a lot of stories, bro. Like yes, bro. Oh, I gotta find the um, bro. Like. My favorite, I gotta find the lyrics. Yeah. My favorite on here is 21. Like, mm. 21 is just, yo, the beat, yo, it's so wavy. Um, mm. Yeah, he, he, Polo G is up now, bro. Like, dude's about to take off. Like, the bar, the bar about Kobe was, cause like, that bar about Kobe is so real, cause like, I be doing the same thing. Like, sometimes I think, what's the likelihood of Kobe dying? Like, I literally be like, how is how is Kobe Bryant? Like, yeah. It still doesn't feel real. Mm-mm. That's fire. Um, who else? I also got a shout out. Um, those Griselda boys. Conway the Machine. One of the Griselda boys. Yeah. The Griselda boys with Benny the Butcher, Westside Gun, and Conway the Machine. Uh, Conway, Conway the Machine drop. Um, this song, Calvin, is tough. I they're see. like, you know, they're real rap. They're like a real rap guy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Fire. So I didn't, I didn't, I listened to that. I caught up on them like last month. And I didn't like Conway's first project I listened to. But this one I like, so. Shout out to him for that. Man, but if I had to pick one song from the weekend, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick Hard to Choose. 
or or too comfortable. The way too comfortable come in. Yeah, too mm. comfortable is nice. Too comfortable is dope. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good lord. All right, now, are you ready for these questions today? Yes, sir. All right, we're gonna start off. Um, this ESPN top ten ranking been getting a lot of flack recently on Twitter. Um, mostly because Kobe Bryant is kind of low in people's estimation. Um, so there, the top 10 for ESPN was Michael, LeBron, Kareem, Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, Will Chamberlain, Larry Bird, Tim Duncan, Kobe, and Shaq. Um, I don't really, my thing, I don't like to discredit the legends from the 60s and 70s, because I got to get to watch them play. But, um, the further we get away from them, like, the less, like, skillful they're gonna look, essentially, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, I probably wouldn't have, Bill's the big best winner. I probably wouldn't have him at four. He's in my 10. Mm-hmm. I don't have Will in my 10. And there's a guy I'm gonna throw in there when I give my 10. Do you have any issues with that 10 before we give ours? Uh, This 10, I mean, I switch a lot of guys around. Mm-hmm. But this is this is this is my ten. Like everybody who I this is this is my ten. It's it's not like it's hard to take out guys because everybody has a crazy accolade in this in this top ten. So I just, I just switch guys around. Honestly, that's just me. Got you. All right, for my ten, if we're including accolades and everything, um, like I said, we can't take anything away from Mike. His, his resume is crazy. So if we're doing just off everything, I'm putting Mike at one. Yeah. If we did talent, I'm gonna have LeBron. Yeah. But just for everything involved, I'm gonna have Mike. I did the same shit. Did that. Then I'm gonna have Braun. Then I'm gonna have Kareem. I think I look at think Kareem. Cause you know I you know in high school I used to argue Kareem was the GOAT. Right, I remember. Yeah, you used to think like why don't we ever talk about Kareem? You know, because like he has six titles. He has like six MVPs. He's all-time leading scorer. He's known as the best center. Mm-hmm. He has um, a signature move. <laughs> yeah, signature move. I don't, I don't get it. But um, and he won a chip as a rookie. It was 1970. Um, I have Magic and I have Duncan. That's my five. Okay. And my five are always the people we consider best at their position. Okay. So Magic, best point guard. Mike, best shooting guard. So on. Okay. And after that, uh, I have Shaq, Kobe, Bird. Um, Hakeem, I put Hakeem in. I have high regard for Hakeem. Hakeem is the leading block person. He won the two chips when Mike left the league. He's probably the most skilled center ever. I would say definitely. (laughs) Um, Man, he just, and then if you look at his teams, they were the first chip. The first chip, he's like the only super, superstar. Yeah. So the first chip was the first chip without Clyde? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then it's valid that he needs. He's it's valid that that he should be in that top ten. I need to. Like you could argue, Hakeem is the only like superstar to win by himself. Because you go to the Rocket teams. Him and him and Dirk. Oh, and Dirk and Dirk. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if you look at like the super, like there's no super. It's not even like a star next to Hakeem really. Like Vernon Maxwell's good. Kenny's good. Uh, I think who was on there. Oldest Thorpe might have been on there, but like, there's no like, no. Next, we got Clyde, but 
Um, and my last guy is Bill Russell because I mean, eleven ranks, eleven ranks. Right. I need to see. Okay, they have a key at twelve. Wow. I mean, right, I'm not mad at Wilt because I mean, Wilt averaged fifty and twenty, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Oscar's 11, right? I yeah. Mean, Oscar Robinson, Oscar Robinson. I'll buy that for sure. Um, definitely a top three point guard of all time. But, mm-hmm. uh, all right, so for my top 10, let's see what I have here. So I have MJ, um, overall impact, accolades, stats, everything was going into play. Um, I have MJ at one. Uh, Braun is definitely a better basketball player to me than MJ, even though I didn't get to see him play. But it's, I just feel like if you're a real, like, taking taking out all the mentality, taking out the chips, take a, if we're talking about straight basketball, LeBron mm-hmm. is better. He, he's, he's, he's nothing like we've ever seen before. So taking out all the branding and all that stuff because you know, we're just talking strictly about basketball. LeBron James is the best. But the greatest, we're going to go MJ. We're going to go Braun. We're going to go Kareem. And I'm not doing it by position, but I'm going to, you know, I'm doing it by, like, also, uh, you know what I'm saying, just pr- productivity as well, um, depending on, uh, you know, who you had on your team. And I have I have Bird at four. And I've been watching a lot of highlights, at, uh, highlights for Larry Bird and – uh, people have Magic over him, but Magic was given everything, I feel like. And Magic was the best point guard uh, because he was with the Showtime Lakers. And he had Kareem, he had James Worthy. Um, mm-hmm. He had all types of guys, man. And that's not his fault. He was just put in a great position. Um, and he averaged 18 and 11. But Larry Bird averaged 24, 10, and I think 6. So um, with less, I feel like Larry Bird would have would have would have done better than Magic, but it was just Larry's longevity um, that really hurt him. I mean, Magic ultimately got sick, uh, contracted HIV, but uh, if he wouldn't have got that, he would have played it a long time. But um, I have Magic at five, so I have them flipped. Then I have- You got Bird at four? Yeah, Bird at four. Okay. I have Magic at five. Um, I have Timmy at six. Um, Then I have Bill Russell uh, at seven, and then I have Kobe at eight, mm-hmm. at nine, and then Wilt is still at ten. Okay. I'm at the only thing. The only thing I do is like when people like people probably try to put Kobe in the goat argument, which I'm not mad at because watching some of his highlights, like I understand it. But my thing is, if I don't, if you can't say you're the best at your position, you can't tell me. You're the goat. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. I, I I feel the same. If you if you didn't win, like Kobe Kobe won when he had great big men. You know, what I'm saying, and most people, you know, need a, a good big man or you know a great big man. But like, there's been a lot of guys who won without great big men. You know, what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. Kobe needed a good big man and. And of course, he had Phil Jackson as well. So, um, I just feel like when you're given the best coach, 
and you're given all the players that you need around you, the Ron Artests, the Pau Gasols, the Andrew Bynums, Lamar Odoms, Lamar Odoms. like goodness gracious, like you got a solid bench, uh, Farmar, uh, um, Steve Fish in there with you, Blake, like you, you got all these guys on the bench, uh, Shannon Browns, like, you're gonna win a championship. You're gonna win a championship, bro. Like people, like when you have a good team like that, you're supposed to win a championship. You have everything that you need. And I, I just feel as though that you can't put guys besides Jordan, who was undefeated. You just can't put guys like that, um, like Kobe. You know, especially because he missed the most shots of all time, and um, he struggled to win without without talent. That's just weird because he's not. He's not a facilitator. Um, he's definitely a good passer. He's just not a facilitator. Doesn't really know how to get his team involved. Um, so I, I just don't think he's better than uh, than seven more guys on this list. I'm sorry. That's just what I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at the Kobe thing, but it's just like you said. It's just. Could yeah, He definitely showed it. Cause once Shaq left, like when we were both on agreements that Shaq didn't carry him, but like. Yeah, Once you lose that star power, you scoring thirty don't really do much for us. Nah, it it, it really doesn't. You're not gonna you're gonna be a seven seed. Just how Russell Westbrook when KD left, he was a seven seed at best. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get above a seven seed. Um, he did beat the Suns, um, or did he? Did he beat them? I think he beat him in a series before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought, no, in the, that was that game winner he had in that series, yeah. Yeah, he was. They were the Suns were a two seed, and he was a seven seed. So they did beat. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I feel like my mic was acting up, but um, uh, yeah, that's that's my top team. Man. If you want to get to the deal. Um. Now, next question. Being with um, I'll go to this first. Um, being that you know the comparison always Mike and. LeBron, who's the go? Who's the go? Who's the who's the next player you think could enter that goat talk? Uh, the next player, the closest player to me right now is Kevin Durant. Um, I feel like everybody can agree on that, just because, um, like he doesn't have the most rings right now. As like around the twenty nine thirty row, you know, Steph's thirty one. He has three. Um, and he changed the game, but I feel like he's behind KD. And in, in the rankings, in the top 75 rankings, they put Steph at 12. I mean, they put Steph at 13, and they put Kevin Durant at 14. And I feel as though Kevin Durant, he's he's played tougher competition as well. He's 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 gone against Dirk. He's gone against. I mean, this, the dude, you know, was beating Tim Duncan and, and Kawhi like. Mm-hmm. They couldn't stop him, and, and you know his third year in, I think they, I think they swept Kobe and them in the first round. After losing to them, yeah, after losing to them the first two years, after you know what I'm saying they were treating them like a little brother. KD just got better, man, and 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 if we're just keeping it a stack, bro, he's unguardable. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's unguardable. He's something like we've never seen before as well, and he's a good all around player, but he's not a great all around player like LeBron is. But um, he. His he's just a physical specimen. He's he's a he's he's a seven foot guard. He's a seven foot guard. Very true. He's a seven. Um, foot. Nothing you can do with him. Yeah. Um. Like on the like 
Like people might argue maybe Steph would be the next, but like I think if you're looking for a talent aspect, if we go to scoring, like they're both elite scorers. But I, if I told you I put Kawhi on Stephen Kerr, are you comfortable with that matchup for a whole game? Right. Now, if I told you I'm putting Kawhi on Kevin Durant, you're not as comfortable. Yeah. It's, it's just Kevin Durant. Like, Steph is great. He's a great scorer. Don't get me wrong. But if I put a bigger guy, my best friend on him for a whole game, he's more likely to struggle than Kevin Durant is. Exactly. Um, sure. I like the point you made earlier before we got on here. Like, for Katie to really get in there, he needs probably one or two more MVPs. Yeah. Because uh, only has one. Um, he also needs titles. And then he needs some defensive accolades. Although although LeBron doesn't have a defense player of the year, he has some first team all NBAs. We all know his ability to play defense. Yeah, he has six. Durant's defense never got talked about until he got to Golden State. Exactly. So we need to, you need to show that at some point in your career, like in your prime, that you were an elite defender. Um besides that, titles, maybe a few more scoring titles would be great. He's probably gonna finish top five in scoring. Um, yeah, most definitely. But it's it's the all around game and the titles. Cause like if he ends up with five rings, top five score, another two or three MVPs, some first team All NBA, I'm all defensive. Then it's an argument. You can at least get start get compared to LeBron more. Yeah, because people love to. Um, run the gun uh, and giving KD that that number one spot and, and until KD until KD proves that he can be as dominant and he can he can be as dominant as LeBron has with less um, he can't he can't be better than LeBron mm-hmm. uh, at that number one player spot in the world that's 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 just me you can't you can't do that because I mean when that stacked team, bro, you don't really have, you know what I'm saying? You don't really have that much adversity to go through with that, with the stacked team he was on. And, you know, the decision he was made, it was something that, you know, a lot of people didn't like, but he did what was best for him. So I'm going to respect it. But that, that still, that doesn't give him anything in the GOAT conversation. It doesn't because you had two 20-point scorers and four all-stars all together on your team. So, mm-hmm. um, For me, like, if you ask me, like, like if you if you ask me in the playoffs last year, who was the best player in the world? The KD I was saying then, I would have said was the best player because he was averaging like thirty five. Yeah, absolutely. But like, what's gonna hurt KD is, it's no, there's not, there hasn't been a clear transition to him being the best player yet, and we're in like year eleven. So like, when you look at your career, like half of your career at least. Yeah. Or even more, because LeBron still might be the best player for the next two, three years. Yeah. We're not going to be able to clearly say you're the best player in the world. Yeah. yeah I'll even, be when, even when LeBron leaves, you're still going to be up there battling Kawhi and Giannis and yeah. whoever else comes. So, like, there's no there's no clear point in time we can see now that KD, like, he's the best player. It's here's the era, so to say. Yeah. So, that's going to hurt him in the go talk eventually, because Jordan and LeBron obviously have their time at the top. Not for sure. Now, <clears throat> this last this last question actually touches on that because, you know, once um, Brother Brian leaves us, it's going to hurt. Um, 
there is there's probably great players in the league other than Braun, but more great players in this league, man. But who who's the next young player that's gonna become who's gonna vault up into that top player in the world conversation and possibly could bring a team a rank? Who do you think it is? Um, like I told you earlier, I feel as though um, this player is probably right now under 24. Um, there's not a lot of guys who are under 24 right now who are leading their team into, you know what I'm saying, high spots in, you know, in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got mm-hmm. Luca, who has his team in, in, in playoff position. Who do you have in the East uh, that's probably have nobody in the East? I mean, you could say you could say Tatum, but I mean, that's a great collective. You could say Tatum. Um, I just don't want to give it to him right now because they have Kemba and Jalen, you know, Jalen Brown. Yeah, that's a good team. But that is a great team. Um, Jason Tatum, you know what I'm saying? I feel like if he left, he definitely could lead a team. Uh, with mm-hmm. pieces. But that team is that that team can be stacked the next two to three years for sure. They, like, if they get a good big man, they're stacked. That team yeah. is stacked. I don't care what anybody says. But the player that I just see, man, um, and a lot of people love him. I see John Morant, bro. I see John Morant. Um, dude, probably like he might, age. he probably 21 right now. So, um, dude is light. You know, I feel like he needs to stop trying to dunk on people and jump over people. We need to l- listen. To him. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or listen to D Wade talk to somebody who was a big jumper and their knees, you know what I'm saying, started to deteriorate. But I feel like John Moran, just to have. Just to have those Grizzlies in the eighth seed after uh, the Grizzlies uh, traded their franchise player, that's just, that's that's big as a rookie, bro. That's just big. And, like, if you watch him play, bro, he has big moments where he ain't scared. He's taking that last shot or making the last play. And it's like, ooh, he's showing me some, he's showing me some Chris Paul-type leadership, you know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. like, now it's easier to score, and he's, you know, he's a little bit more athletic than Chris Paul. And, um, you know, Chris Paul was close, but... You know what I'm saying? Chris Paul just needed, you know what I'm saying? He just needed, he needed something. The guy, a lot of guys sold Chris Paul. They they sold him. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, he's six, I didn't think he's six foot. There's only so much he can do. Six foot, right. And John Moran is six three with like a 45 inch vertical. So mm-hmm. I just feel like, I just feel like, to me, I feel like he can get, he can get a ring. I feel mm-hmm. like he can get a ring out of all these guys because the West is getting weaker. The West is definitely getting weaker. People need to realize the West is getting weaker, bro. Mm-hmm. Not like it's opening up. Luca and them, Luca and them last year, what were they? What were they? They weren't. They didn't even make the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs. No. They're fourth seed now. So I feel like eighth seed this year, maybe fifth seed next year. Like, you know what I'm saying? They got Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson Jr. You know they got cat space. Everybody's yeah, young. Yeah, they got Valanchunas. I mean, my goodness, bro. They're, they're going to get some good talent, bro, over the next years. And John Morant going to lead that team. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, what, you got? what you got, though? If, if I had to pick, I would pick people with, like, because, and to be honest, like, front offices determine a lot. They do. So if your front office is terrible at decision making, you're not going to want to rank. Like, I could put. I could have, I could put LeBron in the Knicks with the Knicks for the past from the start of his career, and the Knicks probably would have ruined that man's career. Like I don't yeah. know, is it the Knicks? 
Um, but I think I'll pick either either Luca because I've seen Rick Carlisle and Mark Cuban build a championship team. And KP and Luca the great dynamic. They are you a really have, organization. You have more um talent around them. And also I just like how how like fluent and smooth and like easy the game comes to Luca. It's very smooth like it's still pretty um, unbelievable at his age. Yeah, and that type of player he is like he's actually like thirty now. But like you added like another superstar with him. I I don't think his game could tra- have no problem translating to averaging twenty something, ten yeah. and ten, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think you add like another big star with them. Um either him or I would go with J Tech. Jason Tatum over there in Boston. Um you know, he has that killer mentality, I'm gonna score whenever, however, and the Celtics are obviously proven they can build. Um but like leading, somebody with to lead that team for him to be considered leading. Yeah. Yeah. He's too young right now. He's twenty yeah. he's twenty one. There's too many people. His voice right now is not gonna be a leading voice like there's he's a he's he's a special talent, but he's not generational. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Came out, came out as a 17-year-old leader. Like, I'm speaking for this team. This is I'm the face of the franchise. Like Jason Tatum will be probably and it's it's scary because the dude is 21 right now. <laughs> and by the time he's 23, 24, dude, yeah, yeah, they gonna be up there, bro. Yeah, but it's just like you can't. At the end of the day, like Kimba's still gonna be Kimba, and big moments. We know what Kimba does. You're gonna have to give Kimba the ball. Already at Kimba. You have, yeah. It's not gonna be always like Jason Tatum isn't gonna be like the definite last shot shooter every time. Mm-hmm. Already at Kimba is a problem. <laughs> He's a problem. Oh, you know what? I, you know what I forgot about Cardiac? What? I forgot. I forgot the big man fell on that. Yeah, court. I did too. I did too. I'm like. Cause like you, bro, like when you're when you're young, like you always play around and like you drop the guy before you hit the buzzer beater, and it's like that's that's not that's unheard of. Like Michael has done it. Michael dropped his guy, and but Kemba, like Kemba well, not only dropped his guy, but didn't let them switch. Like well, I, I used to like I used to literally like when I used to shoot. I used to practice that move. Hezzy snap. Hezzy snatch. Hezzy step back. Oh my god. Like. like you talk about like not rushing, cause like most of, most of like most buzzer beaters are rushed. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you know, Michael Michael had time, of course, in his, but like a lot of buzzer beaters are rushed. But the dude went at him, brought him back out, mm-hmm. brought him back out, snatch, hezo, long step, step back, <laughs> and Kip was like five eleven. You know what I'm saying? The dude jumped back all the way to the three point line. <laughs> bro, and he oh. was like he was like at the circle, he was like at the circle before the foul line, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a crazy step back and cool, just bro. Like that, bro, like the thing, the thing that made that so tough to me is like, for some reason in college, they always shoot threes for game winners. Nobody attacks the rack. Yeah, the fact nobody that he, attacks the rack. nobody in college, nobody in college try to put the pressure on the refs. Nobody. I, that's something I don't get, but the dude, yeah, the dude took a step back three. Bro, three this one, like, like, this, that step back, and, and just, 
and he fell like yeah. he fell on the uh, step back. Big man. And then you went on to win six more games and win the title, which is crazy. Yeah. Mm, my goodness, Kemba's there. Um, I, I hope Kemba. I hope Kemba can get a ring, man. I hope. I really do because I he hope Kemba gets appreciated to win because he can. He can. Bro, Kemba is, is a winner, bro. I, just because he hasn't been winning, you know, he's made the playoffs probably like what maybe four times out of you know so far out of his career. But he's a winner, bro. Like four or five times, he's a winner. I believe that wholeheartedly. He just has to be healthy and then be in the right situation. I feel like this Boston, he's in a good situation. You got a good coach in Brad Stevens and you they they literally just need a big man. That's literally it. Yeah, they can just get somebody to the around. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like J Tay, like he's good, but just having Kemba there. Like, Kemba's like like a crazy superstar. Just like we we know what Kemba can do in big moments and big spots. So like that's gonna take away from your shine when it comes to who's like getting the credit for the big shots and stuff. Um, some of the other young guys, I just don't think they're in great positions. Yeah. Like the Hawks in Atlanta, like Trey Young, Trey Young's dope, but it's not. I'm not doing with Atlanta. Zion. I mean Zion's in New Orleans. It's not really. Which is not. It's not gonna happen right now. You know what I'm saying. Um, who else is there? It's just not, it's just not. That Devin Booker. Just not. It's just um, not. Even, even, um, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. I just feel like that team just won't win a championship. That Utah team, I just don't see them winning a championship. That's just me. Um, it's just not, it's just, it's just theirs. Yeah. It's like they're, they've been at a three, four seat. Great team. Don't get me wrong. They're not. They're not beating any of the top teams in the league right now, though. Not just don't have that guy. Like, Donovan Mitchell's good, but he's not he, that He can't, he can't lead a team right now. He can't lead a team right now. 20% amazing, but he has to have somebody somebody right up there with him if they want to. Like, and the crazy thing is, like, we didn't even mention, like, the Sixers are a young team. No. Like, they're too much like a young player. It's like, it's just something about them that just don't make you, like, they're going to win a ring. It's just, it, it's not like, cause like you can compare them in from an eye test, Shaq and Penny. You know what I'm saying? Nowhere near as great. Um, talent level probably almost as close, but skill probably not either. Um, it's just that it, the chemistry it, it just doesn't seem like it's there. And I feel like even though they've been playing together for these last three years. Just don't get that feeling like okay, I can see them winning. You know what I'm saying? Like Penny and them, Penny and Shaq and all the guys that he played with, and Dennis Scotts, um, the Hortus Grants. You just felt like they were gonna win. And and, and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, they're just not reliable. <laughs> Literally, yeah. not reliable. Yeah, the fact that y'all in got four or fifth years and y'all can't win road games, it's just. As wild to me, but I don't know. It's not that many like young superstars that I just feel like like maybe I mean because you know some people are late bloomers, you know. So because I know Paul George went good to like his fifth year, and Giannis didn't really come into this. So some people who probably got drafted is going to surprise us soon. But yeah. I mean, we got like over the years we had got we got Kawhi. Kawhi, you know, turned into a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, after winning on a on a good team, and I just feel like guys who start off on good teams they can win. Like 
John Morant starts starts off on a good team. That team mm-hmm. is a great team. Um, so when it's all said and done, Jason Tatum started on a, a like good slash great team. He's gonna lead a team to a championship. And you like guys mm-hmm. like see, but like the Devin Booker's and the Trey Youngs and uh, the, the Aaron Foxes and um, RJ Barrett and, Barrett's and all of them just stuck in Cleveland. It's just it's, it's going to take some time for those guys because it's hard to do something on a franchise that needs to be built up from the ground. And the thing is, like, even like, okay, let's say, let's say in free agency, Devin Booker leaves. He goes to a good team. He still doesn't know how to win. Don't know how to win. So, like, you can get him to the playoffs, and he still doesn't know how to win there. Just, just like James Harden. <laughs> so he, he barely knew how to – he doesn't even know how to win the regular season. Yeah. He's not going to win – in a game seven conference finals. Like, it's not. Like, just like, as great as James Harden is, mm-hmm. the 37 points a game, the 34 points a game last year, the, all the six, you know, the six man awards, the, the scoring titles, the MVP, he's never going to win a championship, especially not now. I believed, I believed when he first got there and then when he had Chris Paul, y'all had a chance. I feel like when y'all had Chris Paul, that was the last, I mean, yeah, when the Houston had Chris Paul, that was the last chance. Uh, Chris Paul didn't get hurt. I think they would have won the title. Yeah. For simple, I think that was the what was that the year? I think it was the year Kyrie left Cleveland too. 2018. Y'all would have beat. Y'all would have yeah. beat them in five. I remember they played them in the regular season. They beat them by like thirty. Y'all would have beat them by five or four. But the thing was, the next year they came back, and they still had. First of all, you have to realize they're the only team during the Kevin Durant Warriors era that had the Kevin Durant Warriors on the ropes mm-hmm. every time they played them. And they're not – they're far less talented than – Yeah, literally. But the thing the next year was Chris Paul got hurt, James Harden became – James Harden became that 35 points per game guy. Yeah. That year. And in game six, it was like it was like, it was like early fourth quarter. Chris Paul was cooking. The bench was cooking. They was going good. And then James came back in and became – his fall down itself and it just went downhill. So it doesn't his play I it's just kind of disappointing to watch his transition. Like I know people love James Harden. Um I know people who don't like James Harden, but like I I love James Harden as a player. Um I just don't like the way he plays now. I, I really don't. Um I some of that has to go on the coach. But most of that has to go on him. The dude was averaging 26 and 10. He was leading us, you know, up there and scoring and leading in assists. And I feel like when you're playing like that, you may just need one more piece. You don't need to average 37. You're not going to – no no one's going to – no one's going to – Wilt did not average that that many points. And, you know what I'm saying, he still didn't win a championship. He averaged 50. He still didn't win a championship. Michael mm-hmm. George, he averaged 37, still didn't win a championship. Like, not going to win like that. No one has ever won averaging that much points. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Oh, the wild part, wild is, part is um that, that Mike Dantoni went from seven seconds or less, literally, to, like, to ISO wall. Dribble, dribble. Cause like if you watch um, I watched a Knucklehead podcast with Q Rich, and they just had Sean Marion on there, and they was talking yeah. about that team. Like it was literally like y'all made a bucket. Whoever's down there, grab it. Throw it to Steve. He's throwing it to Amari. Who's throwing it to the wing or laying it up? But like now, it's bring it in, pick and roll, get a switch, bang, 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 bang. 
oh, get another switch. Step back there. It's crazy because, like, the year before Chris Paul got there, that's how it was. That's literally how it was, bro. It just it doesn't make sense to me, bro. It does not make mm-hmm. sense. But that is the end of the questions of the day. Gonna wrap us up, sir. Dang finale. finale. First collab, mm-hmm. um, last dance documentary, um, and that will conclude this episode. Y'all know my motto, man. You know what I'm saying? Go up and do something, man. Go up and, and go up and find your purpose, man. Go up and and just and just live. Just simply live, bro. Just simply live because you don't know when your last days are, bro. Um, mm-hmm. Just just innovate. Find new ways to to stay emotionally, physically, immensely healthy. But you know, just stay safe and stay blessed. I agree. Find something that motivates you, that drives you. Don't make everything worthwhile. But you know, you know. We all have good takes. Find out what's in the mind. You 